Welcome to your doom. <laughs> Sega fans, and welcome to the Genesis Gems Podcast, and welcome to your doom as we cover Altered Beast for the Sega Genesis. Before we start the show, I think it's important that we introduce ourselves. My name is Rob, and I am a co-host of the Retro Junkies Podcast with my good friend Landon. I'm a writer, hockey fan, and of course, I'm a retro gamer, so that's me. And my name is Derek Slayton. I run the video game Archaeologist. I just completed the Sega Master System Encyclopedia. And I'm Nick. I co-host a podcast called the 90s Entertainment Show, uh, NES podcast, with a good friend of mine, Ryan. Uh, we talk about all things 90s, and video games is definitely a big part of it. I'm excited to be here. Nice, nice. Uh, just to give you all a heads up of what we're uh, hoping to do on the Genesis Gem podcast, bottom line, we just want to kick back and talk about games. Our goal is to have a weekly episode where we focus on a Sega Genesis game. Uh, we'll be mostly sticking to the U.S. releases for now, but, you know, once we get all those done in the next 10 years, we might branch out. Each episode, we'll try to re-listen or feedback, answer any questions you guys might have, uh, discuss the history, development, fun facts, anything else you could think of about the game that you want us to talk about, we'll discuss it. And we want you guys playing these games with us. You know, we're all about fan interaction, so if you have any high scores, screenshots about these games, send us a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. We definitely want to interact with you guys and gals, and just to see how big of a fan you guys are, we'll post a little sound bite at the end of every week's episode, giving you a preview of what the next game's going to be. So, that's what the Genesis Gems Podcast is about. So, let me ask you guys this. Nick, we can start with you, my man. What was your right. first memory playing the Sega Genesis? Alright, so my first memory, um, I actually grew up with a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo. I didn't actually own a Genesis growing up, but my best friend down the street had one, and I'd go to his house all the time and play it. And the very first game I ever played, and this is kind of what hooked me, I'm a huge fan of beat-em-up games. started playing Streets of Rage 2, so I kind of started a little bit late. I think that game came out in 1992, and uh, he let me be the guy named Skate. Nice! I just thought, uh, you know, I played some beat-em-up games, love Final Fight, you know, love games like that, and I just... A beat 'em up game with a dude in rollerblades. It was just the best thing in the world. I uh, eventually, you know, I I begged my parents for a Sega and never got one. And uh, probably probably about ninety four, ninety five, I finally bought one right when the PlayStation came out. And uh, <laughs> luckily, everyone felt sorry for me, so they started giving me all their Sega games. I caught up a little bit late on the Genesis cycle. You know, my, like I said, my parents never let me have two systems at one time um, until I was actually old enough to buy my own stuff. But uh, yeah, Streets <laughs> of Rage two was probably. I mean, it, it's still one of my favorite beat 'em up games. I, I like it better than Final Fight. Um, nice. So yeah, that that's kind of what got me into Sega a big time. And then, of course, you know, playing Sonic and ToeJam and & Earl and games like that <laughs> just re- really, really made my, you know, love for Genesis shine. How about you, Derek? Well, I was actually one of the uh, early adopters. I, uh, I remember waking up at 3 in the morning on Christmas Day, much to my parents' chagrin, uh, <laughs> to 
rip open the Sega Genesis, hook it up, and uh, other than enough, the first game I played was uh, Altered Beast. Oh. Because, yeah, I got that. I think I got Last Battle and Thunder Force 2. And it wasn't until, you know, maybe a month or two later that the Genesis for me really picked up when I got, uh, you know, Fantasy Star 2 and Revenge of Shinobi and just a lot of those early classics that sort of... Um, Sort of ruled my childhood for the next few years. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, good. So this this is the first game you ever played for the Sega Genesis, then uh, Altered Beast. It was. Wow. Uh, cool. Yeah. So you know, just imagine me being must have been like twelve years old at that point, three thirty in the morning, half days from not sleeping, <laughs> and you know, just just popping in Altered Beast and hearing Zeus command me to rise from my grave. <laughs> what a touching uh, Christmas memory there. <laughs> Nothing but the best in my household. That's <laughs> right. Uh, for me, my first Sega Genesis memory uh, was actually at a friend's house in Gloucester City, New Jersey. I was an NES kid at the time, and my buddy called me up after he had gotten Genesis for his birthday. And, and I'm guessing this was probably around 91 or 92 or so. And Anyway, I, I walked up to his place, and he and I had played the original Sonic the Hedgehog. And I remember, I remember the way I actually felt uh, watching how fast this little blue guy was moving and everything. And I, it must have been that blast processing, I guess. I don't know. Whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, I fell in love with the Genesis right then and there. Uh, it, it wasn't like anything I'd ever seen. I actually kind of remember following Sonic and actually getting dizzy because uh, he, was, he was moving so fast. <laughs> so, so after that day, I kind of badgered my parents for months, and, and then I finally got a Genesis of my own that Christmas. You know, the sad thing was that I couldn't play it right away. I had, I had opened it up that morning, and I took the games out, and I think I got Sonic 2. Well, I definitely know I had Sonic 2, and then Roger Clemens' MVP Baseball, and I know I got another game, but I just... The name seems to escape me right now. I just can't remember what it was, but... Uh, and then we had breakfast real fast, and then we had to meet our family in Philadelphia. So I, we basically stayed at my aunt's house in Philly the entire day. And I'm, I was thinking about the Genesis the entire time. That's all I could think about. And we didn't get home till late that night. And my dad's like, ah, I'll set it up in the morning. So <laughs> I, got it, I got it for Christmas, but I never got to play it till uh, uh, the day after. So many good memories playing that. Um, Despite yeah. your parents taunting you? <laughs> the whole time. But yeah, hands down, the Sega Genesis was my favorite console growing up. And I'm not going to be one of those guys that says, oh yeah, the Sega Genesis is better than everything. To me, it's more of a nostalgia thing. I just have so many fond memories of playing the console. It didn't really matter to me you know, if it had the best processing speed or, or, or the best uh, franchise or anything. It's just the memories that were associated with it. So yeah, I'd say that was my earliest Sega Genesis memory and the first time I'd ever played one. So. So, I guess it's time to get into Altered Beast, huh? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Rise from your grave. Altered Beast was originally a Sega arcade game developed by Makoto Uchida in 1988. Uchida would later develop Sega arcade classics like Golden Axe, Alien Storm, and Die Hard. One huge reason why we had picked Altered Beast is because it, it was a pack-in with the original Model 1 Sega Genesis uh, when it was released in the U.S. in 1989. The Genesis, or I guess the Mega Drive in Europe and Japan, had come out before the Super Nintendo or the Super Famicom. And really, when you think about it, this was the first 16-bit console that came close to arcade porting perfection. And I guess that's why the Genesis was such a big deal in the U.S. in, in 1989. You know, however, what, what blows my mind is, you go from Super Mario, which was a pack-in for the NES, to Altered Beast, which was a pack-in for the Sega Genesis. 
that, what a difference, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't seem too kid-friendly, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I kind of wonder, like, I wonder if they did that on purpose, you know, just to make a statement or something. For me, it, you know, it's, it's probably because the, their target audience started out with Nintendo, so they were getting into their teenage years now, so it's like, okay, we'll give them another Super Mario-type game, they may just sort of shrug their shoulders, so yeah. hey, let's give them something a little more teenagery. Right. Yes. Uh, what, what was the packing with the Master System? Was that the Alex oh, Kidd games? It depended upon which one you got. Uh, mm -hmm. It came with Hang On and Safari Hunt if you got the one with the gun. Okay. Later it was Hang On and Astro Warrior, I'm wanting to say. Okay, okay. We're going to get into the graphics and the gameplay and everything, but uh, boy, what a difference between games. So, The, the storyline of Altered Beast very, very strange. Well, it is Greek mythology, so of course it's going to be strange, but sure. uh, it sort of took it to the to the next level with the strangeness. And, and be before we move on, we got to hear everyone's impression of the Rise from Your Grave, right? Can everyone do that? <laughs> Alright, here's mine. Rise from Your Grave! That's pretty good. That's about yeah. 7 out of 10. I'll take it. <laughs> Alright, Nick, you got to go, man. Alright, this is probably going to be like a 2 out of 10. Are you ready? Go. Rise from your grave! <laughs> you sound kind of like Homer Simpson there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Alright, Derek, give it a try, man. <clears throat> Get my voice going here. Rise from your grave. You sound very distinguished, actually. <laughs> Both of you guys get a seven, I'm going to give myself about a three. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I actually have the manual in my hands right now of the Altered Beast storyline. You guys want to hear it? It's different. Yeah, go for it. Okay. <clears throat> it is the time of the gods and myth and legends when men were warriors and courageously fought unnatural enemies in the endless battle of good against evil. It is a time of altered beast. Summoned by Zeus, god of thunder, you have been awakened from the dead to challenge the wicked Neph, god of the underworld, for the fate of Athena. And Athena is no ordinary girl. She is the daughter of Zeus and must take her rightful place among the gods if only you can free her from her place of imprisonment. Although you were once a brave and awesome Roman centurion, the rigors of the journey demand a supernatural display of strength. And so, you are bestowed with powers of the Altered Beast. The power to transform your being into a part animal, a part human creature, a formidable force. But to achieve this rare form of vitality, you must earn it. And each time you do, you'll advance one round closer to the realm of the Underworld, where Neph awaits in the final confrontation. Alright, so, definitely an interesting story. This was, they say the God of Thunder? Is that what it said? Yeah, is that right? I don't think so. He was the God of Gods, right? It, yeah, I think they confused Zeus with Thor. <laughs> Marvel's going to sue him. <laughs> so, Nick, can you talk about the gameplay of the game? I mean, what, what did you think when you first went through this game? You know, it's, it's, it's your typical side-scrolling beat-em-up. And when I say beat-em-up, I, I, I kind of put beat-em-ups in two different categories. You got mm -hmm. the beat-em-ups where you're just throwing one type of punch, one type of kick, the guy's dead. And then you got the beat-em-ups like Streets of Rage and Final Fight where you string together combos with punches and kicks and knock the guy out. What's cool about this game is I usually don't like the games that don't have combos like Streets of Rage and uh, Final Fight. But this game is cool because, uh, you know, you, you, your standard control scheme, you got A is your punch, B is your kick, C is your jump. What's cool about this game, and you, as you're going through, there's something more to look forward to than just beating guys up. You, know, you get your power-ups. And, and, and playing this game for the first time, you're really not sure what you're going to be turning into when you get to your third power-up. Each stage has got that. You know, you got all these little enemies. Um, I did notice, though, and I didn't realize this when I played this as a kid, but only the blue wolves, I, I don't know if it's a wolf or not, but they're the ones that give you the power-up. 
I didn't realize that until I started really getting into this game. Yeah, that, I, I actually noticed that too, and believe it or not, I didn't know what they were for the longest time. I actually thought they were blue pigs. I looked in the manual and said, what are those things? And I looked in there and they were blue two-headed wolves. As a matter of fact, they got a name to them, but uh, uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. They are the... Oh, no, I'm sorry, they're the three-headed wolves, even though they have two heads in the picture. <laughs> God of Thunder, three heads. You know, um, and I always have an embarrassing story when I play retro games. I didn't know you could jump really high until about the fourth time I played this game, by holding up and hitting the jump button. Once I, once I figured that out, I did a whole lot better. You know, the things were coming flying at you. And I was like, sweet, I can jump up real high and actually kick this dude. Well, see, I didn't know that either, actually. That, no, that's the only reason I got a lower score. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> So yeah, like I said, you got your three power-ups, and uh, what's hilarious to me, if, if you don't get your three power-ups by the time you meet uh, Neff, boss's name is, just, he just refuses to fight you, which, you know, if, if I'm a bad guy and I want to take down the hero of the story, I'm going to fight him when he's at his weakest point. I thought that was funny. Once you get your three power-ups, you know, he's going to turn in, there's, uh, I know there's, I think the first guy named was Agar, and the uh, second one is Octase, there's a snail and a worm and a rhinoceros man. Anyway, thing We're about it. the animal kingdom. <laughs> yeah, it's like a zoo of video games. But um, the cool thing about the bosses is that I, other than the fourth level boss, the crocodile worm, I found a really cheap way to beat every one of them. Really? <laughs> um, yeah. For like the first boss, I would just jump up in the air, and uh, you know, when we were a werewolf, just kind of throw those little punches that shoot the things out. I don't know what those are called. Mm -hmm. But um, if, if you would do that at a certain rhythm, it would just all the stuff that Agar would throw out would just you know just fade away, and you could just start shooting. So I, I, I could get through that stage without even getting hit. Wow, nice. And then the second stage, if I was, if I did all right, I could do the same thing because I don't mean you talked about this before, but <laughs> when you're the uh, when you're the dragon, you just kind of fly over the <laughs> the dude and just start hitting that you know the electric field that goes all around him and kind of you just kind of hover right above him and you just hold down that B button and uh, yeah. it, it, it. Well, the, the dragon as a whole was just way overpowered because as soon as you got him, it's like just just inch along, just B B B everything. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, that is true. He should have been saved for like the last level, I guess. Yeah, and, and, th and that noise that you would make when you hit B was kind of annoying. I'd play it in front of my wife, she'd just kind of look at me like, oh, So I'd just hit the button so fast, and all I could hear was like, eh. It's like, babe, I'm shocking monsters, okay? So yeah, that, that was kind of a cheap way, and to kind of quickly go over the other three uh, bosses, the, the snail, when you're the bear, if you would just, it looks like the snail like has a little basket underneath of it. <laughs> if you would just like pretty much shoot the bear in a basket, and jumping up and down with that, uh, I think it's the B attack, it was just killing real fast. Like I said, the crocodile worm was a pain in my you know what, <laughs> as you can see on the Facebook, I got frustrated with that, because you had to, I wasn't real good with the uh, the tiger, and shoot that little, uh, that little orb that would kind of go up and down, and then, of course, that thing would shoot these flames out, and you had to duck those, so mm -hmm. that, was, that was hard, I never could beat that without save states, now, when I did play it with save states, I got to the rhinoceros man, which is the last boss, and if you would just get beside of him and duck, and do the punch thing uh, with the wolf again, you'd kill him in like five seconds. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, so there's my quick run through of how to beat the bosses. <laughs> nice. So did you notice anything that really like stood out to you? Um, with, with the bosses, boss battles particularly, when, when the smoke would go up and mm -hmm. they would, uh, Neff would transform. And I love the sound effect because it sounded like something from the old Star Trek TV show. <laughs> <laughs> or like or a tractor beam. Or 60s magician just throwing down the smoke. And <laughs> we, we watch a whole lot of Doctor Who at my house and I, I, the old ones from the 60s and 70s. It reminds me of something straight out of that show. <laughs> Well, how about you, Derek? How did your uh, playthrough go? I, I made it to the uh, made it to the guy with the eye, the second boss. Which <laughs> honestly, the first two bosses are just you know straight out of your nightmares. 
you know, with the first <laughs> boss being, uh, you know, a demon built on skulls who rips his head off and throws it at you. I know, his, yeah. His, his screaming head, excuse me. And, and the second the second boss that just throws eyeballs at you, it's just like, okay, I'm a little creeped out now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I made it that far on one credit, and it's like, all right, that's, I, I, I didn't know we were doing continues and safe states to, uh, to, to do our high score, so I, I'm a purist. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, actually, that's that's what Nick and I did. We we tried it just on, say, the Genesis, and, uh, you know, got to... We basically record our high score based on that, you know, how far we had gotten on those three tries. Um, for the save states and stuff, I, I did try to beat the game that way, and I still couldn't beat the game. <laughs> so I, I actually beat the game on save states just to get the whole experience. Now, without save states and no cheating, I could make it to the fourth level boss. I actually made it to the fourth level boss once with two lives and two bars of health, and I still couldn't beat the thing. Yeah, I, I think I made it to level four, but I didn't actually make it to the boss. I think by the time I'd actually gotten to the four, I had like one bar of life, zero lives left. So, <laughs> But yeah, did you notice anything else there, Derek? Well, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... On paper, the, this had the potential to be the greatest game ever because <laughs> it, I mean, if you stop and think about it, you know, you, you control a zombie that gets to kick demon dogs in the face to steroid <laughs> balls. <laughs> it's like, how can that not be a great game? <laughs> For me, uh, I basically just did the same thing you guys did. Uh, I tried it, uh, a few playthroughs on the, the Genesis, and the farthest I had made it was, I think... I th like I said, I think the fourth stage. One thing I really noticed is how long has this Centurion been dead? <laughs> you know, because as soon as he's revived, he's still built. He still has all of his color left. The only thing that's missing are most of his clothes. Well, you <laughs> so, know, they are, they, they are at war, so, you know, it could have been two days ago. This is true. So, <laughs> so um, I, I noticed that. I thought the you know, the whole idea of it sounded really cool, you know, and it's a very violent game. Like, I'm really surprised this was a pack-in with the Sega Genesis. Well, that's just how we rolled back in 89. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, you, we were hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like three or four. Sorry, uh, Derek. Thank kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask you all this. Out of all the uh, bosses, which one was the hardest for you guys? Level four, definitely. Yeah, and I think that had more to do with the fact that the, the were-tiger is just, just awful. <laughs> yeah, I agree, that's, I agree. Well, he's just like the werewolf, except instead of doing the dash from left to right, he goes up and down, and uh, he has that really slow, wavy uh, fireball. So, <laughs> and, and out of sheer luck, the, the boss he fights requires you to jump high in the air, so it's quite a coincidence that he, you know, his main <laughs> dash attack goes up. Well, awesome, awesome. All right, so, so uh, Nick, what was your high score? My high score was... Let's see, 347,000. Yep, 347,000. Jeez, well. <laughs> All right, Derek, do you know yours by any chance? Yeah, it was somewhere around like 148,000. I was so close to getting that second boss beat, which would have boosted it, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, I got 294,000, uh, and that's all these scores, they sound like an awful lot, but really... We're, we're not very good at this. <laughs> well, yeah, you get a 100,000-point bonus for beating a boss. So. <laughs> so let me ask you guys. Was Altered Beast a gem, or should it be cast back into the underworld? See what I did there? Yes. <laughs> I like it. I think it's a gem. Uh, I think we can. he can rise from the grave, and he can stay up for a while. Nice. I think if the game had come out, you know, a year or two into the Genesis life cycle, it would most likely be on the, the in the dustbin of history. <laughs> because for a lot of us that aren't 
young whippersnappers like you two. It, it holds a special place in our hearts because this is the first time we had real arcade games at home, real, the first time we heard real voice at home. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it, it, it opened up a whole world of possibilities to us. So for that reason, it's a gem mm-hmm. because it was the, it was the first, you know, the first one. Right. So, yeah, I think I think I agree with you guys. I think this is definitely a gem. You, you just have to to think how close this was to the arcade original. Uh, I saw some screenshots of the arcade versus the Genesis, and you know, of course, the Genesis doesn't look as good, but it looks pretty close. Uh, and, and I just think for that reason, um, and having th- just the voice samples in there, uh, having so many different colors in the game and like you said the very concept of zombies and and uh the the gory stuff i think for all those reasons and the context in in which it was released i think this is definitely a gem yep yeah three three out of three gems right that's right that's right (laughs) hey what's the next game gonna be i can't tell you nick but i can provide this sound yeah 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 Alright, well, we'll give you guys a day or so to figure that one out, and the first one to do so will get a mention on our show, so, uh, you know, if anyone's listening. So, lastly, send us some feedback on your memories of Altered Beast, uh, or anything else for that matter, at our email address, which is genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com, or send us a message at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. I am Rob Luther. I'm Derek Slayton. I'm Nick Steve. And we will see you next week. <laughs>